Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I heard you like movies. I heard you like to hustle. I heard you like podcasts. Well, guess what? There's a podcast for you out there called The Home Video Hustle. Damn right. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I put a bunch of movies in a bag, and PJ picks one out at random. And then we just watch it. We talk about it for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Whatever we feel like doing, wherever the conversation leads us. But do we actually talk about the movie? Most of the time. Ah. Tangents galore. Yes. So believe me, we may be a movie podcast, but it's not always about movies. We might talk about video games. Mm-hmm. Music. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the big one, music. Uh, sometimes we might get a little bit of politicalness in there. Yes. Sometimes we may just, oh, we know what we like to do. We like to tell stories, PJ. Ah, yes. I am the master storyteller <laughs> yes. of the podcast realm. <laughs> Undefeated. So if you like to hear about movies, video games, whatever foolishness comes to our mind, the most random stuff you can think of, check out the Home Video Hustle. You can find us on the Stitchers. Yes. The Google Play. Yes. Apple Podcasts. What else? Podbean. What else? Podcast Addict. Goddamn. All that. Ain't no reason you can't get your hustle on. We everywhere. Worldwide, baby. Hustle motherfucking hustle. Hey, we can't cuss in the promo, PJ. Ah. We gotta be family friendly. There may be podcasts out there that don't want us here to say, ah. Don't run the listeners away, Pete. Ah, I'm sorry. But this is going kind of long. Yes. So we'll end this and say, hey, check out the Home Video Hustle every Friday on all the various podcast outlets. Peace. Peace. Well, hello, my friends. How are you all doing? Before I ask if you're happier than a Bigfoot who's finally found a comfy slipper in their size, let me quickly recap what happened in part one. By the way, this is part two. If you haven't listened to part one yet, you should go and do that. I'll wait. All cut up? Good. Recap. So in part one, I was telling you about some of the theories about why the Bermuda Triangle is considered the meanest triangle. Nay, the meanest of any of the geometrical shapes. These theories included ocean farts, 
bands of rogue waves who fought each other. And my personal favourite, and the one I think most likely, that it's the security system for the people of Atlantis, who actually reside either under or behind or somewhere very close to that area. What we also learned is that little Ray Skywalker, my wee black cat, is truly obsessed with Barry Manilow and fully expects us to find his holiday home there. Ray doesn't expect. Ray knows. Oh, Mandy, you came and you fed me some dreamies. Finally, the episode ended with what was going to be the beginning of our journey to the Devil's Triangle itself. Yep, I left you all hanging. Meansike. However, before we actually set off, I need to update you on something very, very cool. It struck me that the Bermuda Triangle is A. Very big and B. Very wet. How on earth would the CryptoCycle manage to get there in A. One piece and B. Without sinking? So we came up with a C. That's C as in the letter, not C as in the big blue wet thing. We needed a different form of transport. Luckily, when we went on our summer break, aka the big old adventure, we acquired something that will help us on this journey. Please, let me introduce you to... The Cryptoplane. Oh yeah. Very excited about this. This is a Viking Twin Otter float plane. A biplane in a very fetching candy apple red. I have customised it here and there. It is a crypto version of the original now, meaning it can do the same time jumps as the crypto cycle, but so far I've just flown it as your standard plane. I say I've flown it. It's been a joint effort between myself and the wee man. Ray wanted to be co-pilot, but as she is the youngest, she is the one who dispenses the Mirth and Monsters version of chicken or fish, which is, of course, sandwiches and Pepsi Max. Bobby and Cass are the main mechanics for the plane. They like nothing better than getting stuck into a new machine. It is quite the machine, and oh boy did it help us over summer. So this is how we're going to travel to the Bermuda Triangle. And while it would be easier to crypto our way there, we're going to take the more standard route so I can tell you some stories that have helped create the mystery and fear that surrounds the Triangle of Doom. Let's prepare the crypto plane. Bobby, Cash, how is the mechanical side looking? Good. They both give me the big thumbs up. That special thumb that only cats have. Ray? Puny martyr. Have you loaded the supplies? Puny martyr. And have you managed to attach the special thing? Puny martyr. Nice work, wee lass. I am impressed how quickly you managed to figure out how to work that forklift, by the way. Puny martyr. Finn? <laughs> Do you have... The Hats of Mirth. Nice work, wee man. As is appropriate for flying a vintage-looking plane, the wee man managed to acquire some vintage-style flying hats. You know the ones. 
Think deerstalker, but longer ear flaps and made of leather. I thought it'd be a bit of a challenge for the girls to wear them, but Bobby and Cass, well, thanks to their heavy metal love, are more than happy to wear leather. And Ray is now, in her words, They all love them, but of course, theirs are adapted. They've all got wee slits to pop their ears through. Do we have scars that blow in the wind? Yes. Do they work as we fly? No. It's a closed cockpit. I had to get a closed cockpit, because you know full well that Ray would try and wing walk. Flying furry crew, are we ready to board? Excellent. Time for a little bit of time forwarding. Co-pilot wee man, shall we commence pre-flight checks? Okay, check one. Are the wings attached? Check two. Are the windows closed? Check three. Did you put the petrol in? Check four. Sandwiches and Pepsi Max secure. Final check. Mirth's navigation system has been updated with the Sean Connery app. Straight ahead. Excellent work, kiddo. (laughs) Checks commenced. Bobby, Castiel, Ray. Make sure your beanbags are in a groovy and laid-back position for takeoff. Pianimata! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Flight 42 on Earth Airlines. I hope you're all relaxed as we taxi towards runway 1. We only have one. Our destination today is the Bermuda Triangle. Calm down, Ray. We shall be flying at a height of quite high. And the journey should take us. I'll be Wiley. Finn, shall we? Horror. That's a good start. Cruising speed, Finn. Roll Let's check the Connery nav. Straight on and then left a bit. There we go. Still going the right way. Hey, Finn, do you know what dance that Sean Connery wants to do but he can't? Shalsha. <laughs> Don't give me that look. Now, normally, my Martha friends, when travelling, I simply input the coordinates of where we need to go, reach that magic speed, and then... This time, we're just going to use the more standard linear time to tootle our merry way towards the... Ray? 
so I can tell you some stories that have given the Triangle of Doom. Trademark. The reputation it has. A reputation that is known the whole globe over. I've got three stories to share with you. The first is possibly the most well-known to anyone with a passing interest in the subject, and that is the story of Flight 19. Finn, is all A-OK, matey? All right. Groovy. Let me take you back to 1945, December the 5th, as five Avenger torpedo bombers take off from Fort Lauderdale. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This was supposed to be the most standard of standard routines. They get up in the air, which is your basic thing for planes, and then they were to fly east for a spell, and then north for a short spell. However, less than two hours into the journey, flight leader Charles Taylor radioed the following message to say, quote, that they couldn't see land and we cannot be sure of where we are, end quote. As messages go, it's not great. And it's made worse by the fact that he sounded confused when he said it. Ten minutes later, another message, but only of the crew sounding similarly disorientated. There was silence for another twenty minutes, and then the final message came through. Quote, It looks like we're entering white water. We're completely lost. That was it. Whitewater is a term that's used to describe, well, nothing good. Minutes later, a rescue mission was sent out to find Flight 19. A Mariner seaplane with a 13-man crew set off, but there was a slight drawback when that sort of vanished as well. The Navy then searched for five days, covering an area of 647,947 square kilometres. For any farmers listening, 
That's 64,794,700 hectares, which are also known as Haas. All of this couldn't find Flight 19 or the Mariner seaplane. Luckily, the Navy did make it back, though. So that's something. Did Flight 19 and the Mariner go missing? Did the Kraken get them? Are they in the Witness Protection Program? Who knows? Maybe we'll find out later. Everything still good up front, wee man? What's Sean saying? Just keep going straight on for... Oh, ages yet. Ray, you good there? Not quite yet, lass. It's quite a long journey. Bobby and Cass are fast asleep on their Iron Maiden beanbags. They just conk out as soon as the plane's up. Okay, second story. Now this one is even further back again. This time, we go to 1918. Finn, where did you get that harp? Reby? You're getting pretty good at that Scooby impression, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> 1918. The USS Cyclops. A 540-foot-long boat. 540 foot is roughly... Quite long. The Cyclops was in Brazil, where it took on 10,000 tonnes of manganese ore. Once that was on, it made its way to Barbados to take on foods and supplies. Then it was going to end its destination in Baltimore. Problem was, the USS Cyclops didn't end up in Baltimore. In fact, it was never seen again. Did the Bermuda Triangle want to change its diet of planes? Decided to have some boats that was filled with yummy manganese ore? Or, this is my theory, and I admit, it's pretty silly. But this was the USS Cyclops, right? Why are we only giving boats one eye? Their depth perception is going to be way off. It may have hit something because they thought it was further away than it actually was. Nobody knows. We're getting closer to our arrival point, Marthers. Time for one last story. And this one is creepy. Picture the scene. It's 1881 and the Ellen Austin, a three-masted schooner built in Damarascota, Maine. The place where it was built isn't relevant, but it's really fun to say. Where was I? Oh yes, the Ellen Austin was travelling from New York to London. During its journey, as it was making its way through the Sargasso Sea, it saw a derelict ship just bobbing about. The captain, not wanting to take risks, waited two days to make sure it wasn't an elaborate scam before sending over a prize crew. A prize crew, which is also known as a salvage crew. They reported back that it was deserted, but there were still belongings in a 
bucket load of mahogany that would prove financially helpful. The only things missing were the captain's logbook and the ship's nameplate. And, and all the humans. Once the search was completed and it was shown that it was still seaworthy, it was attached to the Ellen Austin to be towed back with them to London. They continued on their journey for another couple of days before a big squall separated the two ships. When the storm passed, the ship had gone missing. Obviously, with such wealthy cargo on board, the Ellen Austin crew quite fancied finding the ship again, and amazingly, they did. The only problem was, the crew was gone. The prize crew, the salvage crew, nowhere to be seen. Here are where things get vague. Nobody knows what actually happened, and the theories are many and wild. Some say the second part of that story didn't happen at all. The bit about after the storm. Some say it did. They found the ship again, they towed it again, and then they lost it once more. Maybe it just wasn't meant to be towed. Some wonder if it was ever there in the first place. And even that is meant in two ways. The logical folks, they think that the mysterious second ship was never there. It's just a made-up story. While the sensible ones, like us, think it was a ghost ship that was just being tricksy. Once again, though, no 100% proof answer has ever been given or worked out. Hopefully, this is another mystery that we can solve. Will the Atlanteans share their answers with me and the furry group? I guess we'll find out. Because I have never been more sure that that's who's down there. Okay, maybe not all of the disappearances are due to the Atlanteans. Because, to be fair, the Bermuda Triangle really is very, very big. And sometimes the weather isn't great. But for so many things to go missing for so long? Hmm. You are approaching your destination. Ooh, we're nearly there. Some of you may be thinking, but CK, if your theory is right about this being a security device, aren't you in danger? And that would be a very fair thought, you clever Murthers. But after doing some digging... Research digging, not actual digging. I've taken the Atlantean language and, after some tips from my friend the Anansi, I have written some protective spells on the undercarriage of the cryptoplane, but also with some greetings of friendship. I admit it's probably very risky, but I'm taking the idea that this is probably a very rare thing to try, and if nothing else, it may pique their interest enough for them to let us continue our journey safely. Me and the wee man are back up front and in control of the plane. Ray, Bobby Cass, please put your beanbags in the plumped and comfy position. We're about to go in for landing. Ready, Finn? All right. 
Okay, kiddo. Here we go. Arthurs, we have landed safely. The charms worked. At least so far they have. I have to admit, I'm still a tad on edge that we're being lulled into a false sense of security, so we'll still have to stay focused and be on the ball. Let's go, Finn. We go through the back, and I'm proud to say that the three girls are already in their wetsuits. What's even better is that they've all gotten together and made the wetsuits in a Bermuda print pattern. Excellent work, you three. <clears throat> I turn around to see what Finn needs, only to see that he's already in his gear as well, and it also has Bermuda print. You lot are amazing. Mum Arthurs, as I get into my gear, let me tell you where we are more specifically. As mentioned before, the area that the triangle covers is vast. I had to have a good think about where would be the best place to land. Now, I admit that even with research, some of this is me being hopeful. At best, educated guess. What I did was look into all the disappearances that have occurred in the Bermuda Triangle for the past 150 years. Yes, all of them. There is a lot. That was more than an afternoon, let me tell you. What I did with these, though, was to find out and record the points where the plane, boat or ship was last registered as seen before they went missing. From all of these, I, and this is where the hopeful bit comes into play, took the central point. I figured that locating an epicentre may be the best way to go. So here we are. As you will already know, the ocean is deep. Really rather deep. So using leg power to get where we need to go would be A. Reckless. B. Impossible. And C. Very silly. So, this is what we're going to do. We have with us the crypto diving bell. Actually, it's just a diving bell. It can't time travel. What it can do, though, is travel down to ridiculous levels without being crushed by the weight of the ocean. We had a busy summer. The bell is attached to the underneath of the plane. This is what Ray was working on, making sure that the bell was hooked on properly and safely. There's no way that she's just in charge of food and beverage. We had to extend the legs of the plane and really strengthen the structure. But we got there. It's amazing what you can do with some steel and double-sided sticky tape these days. The plane is safely anchored and we have the mobile Connery app to make sure we don't lose its location. The hatch to the bell is on the aisle of the plane itself. I open it up and the furry crew jump down inside, followed by me last. Securing it, we take our positions. Is it cramped? Oh, good lord, yes. I'm the only one who can actually have a seat in here. I had to build four hammocks for the other four and they actually hang off the roof of the bell. They seem to like it, actually. 
My furry crew, you've done really well so far. But for just now, you might as well have a bit of a catnap. No offence, Finn. Because this may take some time. I'll give you all a nudge when we get near what I hope is some form of entrance or gateway. Let me just pop on the Connery app here. And which direction do we need to go? Straight down. And there you have it, my friends. Part 2 of the Bermuda Triangle for you. Join me next Monday as the completion of this adventure takes place. It's not one you're going to want to miss. Again, if you could be kind enough to stay after the music, I've just got a couple of announcements to make. So till next time, my friends. Slancha. Your good health. Okay, dokie, folkies. Just a couple of quick things this week, actually. Um, basically, I just want to give you all the places that you can reach me. Facebook, Mirths and Monsters Facebook group, a.k.a. Finn's Fan Club. Twitter is Mirths underscore Monsters. Instagram is Mirth 73 There is also the website, www.mirthsandmonsters.co.uk. And there is also a store the link of which I will also put into the show notes. There you can find cups and t-shirts and hoodies and bags and whiskey flasks and anything else you can think of. If it's not there, let me know at mercermonsters at yahoo.com. You can support the podcast by clicking on the link in the show notes. If you care to be a patron, that would be wonderful. But I don't actually use Patreon anymore. The link that's in the show notes, the ACAS supporter button, and you can just be a patron that way instead. The tiers for the show, you can find in the Facebook group and you can find on the website as well. I believe that's everything for just now, folkies. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Please feel free to reach out if you've got any questions or requests. Till I speak to you again. Tati Blank. 